Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. When you're a female midlife runner, energy for everything is key. So we want to share with you the reasons behind low energy and what you can do to alleviate it. Welcome to the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner mini-series. Please join Aileen Smith and Karen Campbell, nutritionist friends and runners. During the mini-series, we'll be spotlighting key challenges women face as they approach midlife. Women tell us that they're really uncomfortable with the way their body shape is changing and are noticing how their energy levels and running performance is suffering too. So it's our mission to help women be in great shape, bypass midlife health challenges and continue to enjoy their running. So we've designed our Healthy Woman Healthy Runner method and that's for the woman who requires the most time efficient and easy method to be the best she can be. During each mini episode we'll be helping you take some easy action. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Aileen and Karen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome back, I'm Aileen and I'm here again with Karen today and we're going to give you a snapshot of effects of low energy for a female runner. Um, and we're going to look at energy for we're going to look at energy because it's a really important aspect of the healthy woman healthy runner method and in particular we're interested in giving you enough energy for everything that you'd like so i'd like you to listen to the end of the episode if you've got time because we've got a special invitation for you so hi karen i'm here with your very first question today um, so I'm interested to know what are the four areas you think are key to the development of low energy? Yes, well, the four key areas that I notice most with my clients, Aileen, um, that results in chronic low energy are um, stress, uh, sleep, diet and hydration as well would be my four key key areas. So quite wide ranging. Um, so I think it'd be really helpful, Karen, if you could expand a little on each of these um, key areas, please. Yeah, sure. So so thinking about um, stress first, um, as we pro- we probably all experience stress at some point in, in our in our lives, and and with stress, um, it, it tends to come low energy because stress is really draining. So low energy tends to be one of the key symptoms that people will experience, and um, and stress when we're under stress, it means an increase in the release of the hormone cortisol. 
um, which results in compromised adrenal function if it's not sort of acknowledged and addressed. And, and cortisol is known to deplete many nutrients, but one of those nutrients is magnesium. And magnesium is really important for energy production. So that's one of the ways that, um, that stress can can have an effect on energy. Um, and then I'm, and also thinking about, um, sleep as well. And there's lack of sleep, poor sleep is, is, is a stress in itself, but sleep in itself, um, I find is an area that many of my clients, um, tend to neglect. And I think maybe people in general, um, tend to neglect sleep. They don't put enough um, emphasis on it. But regarding sort of runners and, and the athletes that I work with, you know, they, they'll train, they'll train, they'll train, but trying to get them to rest or sleep um, is really difficult. That's an area that tends to be neglected. And I think nutrition can be another area that, that they tend to neglect. It's all about the running. And, and really, adults should be getting between seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Um, it is thought that the older you get, sort of middle age, from middle age onwards, um, the amount of sleep that, that we need reduces. And for sort of that middle age, uh, range, um, it's thought to be between seven and eight hours per night. But I just find that certainly women in mid midlife are just not getting enough and they're just not getting that. Um, amount and that's generally due to work commitments maybe family commitments as well as their training commitments and also trying to to have a bit of a social life alongside of all the other activities that are going on so and they might manage sort of the odd night of good quality sleep but it's not consistent and and for sleep to be restorative we really need to be having these set hours consistently. So consistency, consistently, consistently, but that doesn't tend to happen. Yeah. So, so what, from what you said here, Karen, uh, poor sleep is potentially an added stress, as is all the other commitments a woman, a woman generally has on a day to day mm -hmm. basis, particularly in this sort of midlife period. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all really accumulative, um, but often ignored. And, and, you know, in the, in the free training, we, we do discuss and we will discuss observing for and acknowledging these stresses and sort of looking at introducing, um, um, the people who come along to some, some tactics to help reduce the stresses that are within their control. Cause there are the stresses that are within our control and the ones that are outside of our control. So in the free training, we really sort of focus on, on the ones that are within our control, but just sort of moving on to sort of look at diet, diet and hydration. Um, diet again is linked to that stress and the, and the poor sleep. Um, and, and both of those actually can lead to a diet that is high in refined carbohydrates and sugars, um, which can result in an insulin driven blood sugar imbalance with those subsequent peaks and troughs in energy status. So they're all interlinked together. And this sort of, um, can drive this, this sort of low energy can drive people to making poor food choices. And um, cause people start to look for that uh, quick fix when energy is low. 
And so they'll maybe head for the Mars bar or the cake or even the coffee, um, which will, will then kind of put them into that vicious circle of low energy, poor food choices, poor sleep. Um, so it, it does become a vicious cycle. And then just quickly thinking about hydration. We all know that water is essential to life and that every cell of the, in the body requires water to function. Um, so, so it's reasonable to, to believe that, um, if we're, if we're dehydrated, it's going to lead to poor cell health, um, which will lead to low energy. So with this in mind, I think it is really important to to try and aim for between 1.5 to 2 litres of water per day. But just remembering that this will vary between individuals and also as runners, um, you know, our listeners will need to be considering additional intake, especially on on their training days, but also if they're running in hot weather. Yeah, so some um, lots of drivers there uh, that are driving that low energy feeling, Karen, as you've pointed out. Um, but thinking about what the, you know, once you, you know that you've got this low energy and you're feeling it on a day-to-day basis, what what's the impact of low energy on the female midlife runner? Yeah, well, ones I tend to look at with my clients are um, sort of starting with or and I find with them quite a lot is they're either over or under eating. Um, so so um, and, and that tends to be um, sort of lead sort of linked in with the poor food choices that I've already made. Um, but. But for some people, they may neglect their eating altogether, and that might be due to to that tiredness. Therefore, they find that they are eating very little um, and they're still training. So this can lead to um, an, a low energy status, which if not addressed and goes on long term and becomes chronic, can eventually lead to... Um, Red S or FAT. So Red S is that relative energy deficiency and FAT being um, female athlete triad where there's lots of sort of different psychological and physical symptoms that can occur. Now, this can then um, be really debilitating and may lead to a significant time out of running for some some um, some people so that they can recover fully. And then also there's um, the muscle tension and pain. So stress, poor sleep and poor diet are all known to increase inflammation in the body. And for a runner, this could lead to sort of muscle aches, muscle pains, maybe DOMS, the delayed onset muscle soreness, and also um, an increased risk of injury. Oh, it all sounds quite serious. So what can happen if, uh, if low energy is not addressed? Yeah, well, well, clearly, if low, if low energy isn't addressed and all these sort of di- different scenarios are ongoing, then it could potentially lead to fatigue. Um, and 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 that could eventually lead to adrenal insufficiency and what's known as chronic fatigue syndrome. So it's really important to sort of um, look at these different aspects and address these different aspects. And that's you know part of the reason why we've put together the the Healthy Women Healthy Runner method and the free training to learn more about this, um, so that people 
don't end up in some of these scenarios because it can take so long to recover from them. Um, and then again, if you've got low energy leading to fatigue, you're going to have poor recovery from training. Um, and it's, you know, it's well known that if energy is low for whatever reason, then recovery from the training performed is going to be really slow. And this could mean that an individual goes into the next session in an already energy depleted state. And that increases the risk of of injury and potential illness. So what you're really saying, Karen, is in a nutshell, um, it's all adding up to reduced running performance. Yeah. Absolutely, Aileen, and this, and it can also all lead to to the loss of of running mo- mojo, and we can probably all uh, relate to that sort of that loss of enthusiasm for the running, loss of of mojo. You know, when we're feeling really tired or had a very busy week, the thought of going out and running makes us feel really tired. Generally, once we've been, we we feel energized again. But for some people, they're so tired that running just isn't an option. And the longer this goes on, then the less enthusiastic they become about their running. So it's a spiraling um, effect. Um, but the effects are really individual. So, you know, I would really encourage people to join our free training where we will help them get on the path to discovering what is draining their energy and and support them through that and then um and also when people think about joining the healthy women healthy runner method we'll guide them through the nutritional lifestyle changes so that eventually they'll they they will um regain and maintain their running mojo so that their performance can continue and grow from strength to strength as they kind of transition through this this midlife period. So the knock-on effects of low energy, you know, they're really far-reaching from everything that we've discussed today and, and particularly you know, when our when we're a runner, our running performance is something that we're always trying to improve, or at the very least, trying to maintain. Um, so it's really, um, really crucial that you do something about this. And it would be great if people felt they would like to join the free training. And we'll tell you a little bit about that at the end of the uh, the episode. So Karen, moving on to thinking about what everybody can do. Um, what can a female midlife runner do nutritionally to alleviate or to help prevent low energy? Yes, again, Aileen, this is really individual. And I find that what works for some of my clients has no effect on others. Um, I will give um, you you an outline of some ideas here, but it will be discussed further in the free training, um, but also in the Healthy Women, Healthy Runner method. we're really there to to sort of help people, uh, help support everybody in identifying what their diet and life strategies would be and set set them on their individual track. But just sort of thinking about it from a general point of view, um, maybe thinking about reducing caffeine and alcohol intake because they are stimulants. Therefore, they increase the adrenal function um, and the release of that cortisol. And so that can reduce the magnesium levels that I was speaking about um, earlier. And um, so, so, so just by 
overtaxing the adrenal glands. We're going to um, diminish magnesium levels, but also the ca- the coffee itself, the caffeine in there is going to deplete magnesium as well. So that's really worth considering. And then thinking about increasing water intake to really keep those cells taut and healthy so nutrients can pass in and pass out efficiently. So Aileen, would is there anything you would add to this list? Um, well, I, I would really get people to focus on supporting blood sugar balance. So, you know, first step with that would be to reduce your intake of refined carbohydrates and sugar. So that's all the white carbohydrates. So minimize um, those in your food plan and swap them to complex carbohydrates. And also a simple thing to do would be to just really in- increase your daily intake of vegetables and focus on it being a colorful rainbow of vegetables so if you get as many colors in as possible um, into your food plan over the course of a week that's really going to ensure that you've got optimal uh, micronutrients and we need lots of different micronutrients to make energy so for energy production Um, so those couple of extra things alongside the reducing the caffeine and alcohol and increasing the water intake would be a really good start for people um so so yeah i mean they're they're quite simple things that you can change that can have profound effects Uh, but thinking beyond um, nutrition karen um, what lifestyle changes could a female midlife runner focus on to help um, relieve low energy yeah, again, there are there are many lifestyle changes really an individual could make, but a few key ones to to consider would be getting sufficient sleep. I can't emph- emphasize that enough. Um, you know, and as I said earlier, sleep is restor- restorative if we get adequate hours of it and that it's consistent. So thinking about the the seven and eight hours, um, but making sure that you're getting that night after night. Also thinking about um, managing training load. Does it need to be decreased? Um, are you having a rest day now and again? Um, is your is your uh, training leaving you um, energized or exhausted? So really important questions to to consider and answer truthfully, and maybe look at how you need to manage your training load accordingly. And then sort of thinking about just introducing some me time daily. It doesn't have to be um, for very long. It could be from as little as fifteen minutes to maybe an hour, a couple of hours, depends what what time you have and just to do something that you enjoy for example reading just chatting with friends just going for a casual walk or maybe even just um having a bath so there those are a few um um sort of ideas of lifestyle changes yeah, and just thinking um, along the sleep um, aspect, Karen, um, I always recommend if you feel you need a nap during the day, take one um, because sometimes, uh, you know, we, we're just sleep deprived and a, a short power nap can be just the thing to help us. And it's also um, been acknowledged in various research that accumulative sleep is thought to be as important as the the number of hours you get um, during the night so you know if if it's if you're only getting five or six hours that's not ideal but if you can add 30 minutes or an hour on during the day um, by having a power nap that might be really helpful too so so thank you karen that's been really interesting just to get a, a 
bit of a, a laser view on what might be going on if you've got low energy. Uh, but before we um, go today, would you be able to give us your top takeaways from this mini episode? Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. So um, some of the key takeaways, I think, would be listen to your body. What is it telling you? And, and think about what are your energy levels like and sort of act on the answers to these questions. Um, acknowledge the symptoms that you're experiencing. I think it's really easy to ignore the feelings of low energy, but really acknowledge them and act on them. Um, um, so and I think it's important to sort of act on them, address them, act on them so you can keep on running. So think about some of the suggestions that we've discussed today. I think that's really important. There's, like Aileen was saying, you know, simple changes can have profound effects. So really sort of hone in on what's been um, told today. And then join our free training. You know, you'll learn so much more and get some ex expert advice from us um, during that, that um, free training session. So those would be my key takeaways, Aileen. Brilliant. Thank you, Karen. So the, the message here is energy is essential for everything, including your running performance, which is, you know, close to our hearts. So thank you again. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we really hope that you found our insights useful. We've got a question for you. Would you like to know how to put our advice into practice and how to take some easy actions? If your answer is yes, then please don't miss the opportunity to sign up for our next free online training session. It's going to be on Zoom and we'll be there to share more steps in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method with you. And most important of all, we'll be there in person. So we'll be able to answer any of your questions on the spot during the training. Karen and I absolutely love podcasting, but we love interacting with you even more. So we can't wait to meet you in our Zoom room. If you'd like to register, it's very easy. All you need to do is look out at the episode show notes, at, look at the top of the page and click the booking link there and we'll send all the details to you. So if you'd like to be a healthy woman, healthy runner for many years to come, please come and join us and don't miss out on our next free training. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. 
Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.